0: Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses.
1: I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator.
0: So, Tara, do you, I know you don't typically do a lot of the grocery shopping in your house. Am I right about that? I do not.
1: I'm so
0: not. <laughs> <lucky. laughs> I actually really, really enjoy, I used to enjoy going to the supermarket. I'm not sure I like it quite as much anymore, but I think now it's more about just like a chance to get out of the house and be by myself. <laughs> um, but I have to tell you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or if Kevin has ever experienced this, if he does some of the shopping. I don't think I've ever until recently had a, a a cashier at a supermarket take such an incredibly dedicated interest in what was in my cart. So
1: <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs>
0: there, there is this one woman. She is lovely, I mean lovely, who Literally picks up, I would say probably 20 to 30 percent of the items that I have as they're going through the conveyor and she's scanning them. She'll pick it up and she'll be like, Oh, well, these are new. I, I have you tried these yet? I don't think I've tried these yet. And she'll go through, I mean, it never fails. I even have a joke with my kids where if they come with me, I'm like, watch, if we get her as the cashier, just watch. She's gonna pick something up and be super interested in it. And lo and behold, every single time. Like sometimes it's, and it's not consistent to, in one category. Like sometimes it's like a box of Ritz crackers. Another time it's like a, a a a deli, like deli meats. It's, it's like, it's all over the place. And I have to say that I have on occasion been in the store and I've seen the same person walking around the aisles like just looking at food like she's just a food enthusiast who happens to work at a grocery store i mean she's doing what she's passionate about right i mean and it's just hysterical she's i I don't think i've ever had anyone take such an interest in my my grocery cart before
1: i have to say that i think that's really nice like she is very engaged on the flip side of that, I want to get out of the grocery store. I don't even want I don't care what's in my basket. I just want to go but it is nice that's super nice
0: yeah, it's very nice and no it's a level of caring that maybe you don't typically expect from a cashier um but man, those people at star Mar- star markets at star market those people are they work so hard. I really I mean, and just wearing those masks all day long. And I, I just I give them so much credit. It is such a hard job. And particularly in the pandemic, it's just I really give them so much credit. And so um, I try to be very friendly.
1: <laughs> yeah, in the pandemic, I would say thank you. Oh, so much. So many times. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. I mean, that took a lot.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's so many. There's so many people look at who are looking to hire employees right now. I know, um, you know, a couple of the businesses that I work with are in that position. I think it's hard to find people right now, and it's hard to find really good people. So I know one of the things we wanted to talk about here was how to keep people who you might already have on your team. So how to keep them, you know, feeling rewarded and excited and Um, you may have limited resources if you're a small business, um, you know, you may not have a lot of cash to throw around and to incentivize them that way. So what are some ways that you can, you can keep, you know, try to retain employees who you really value. I don't know if you have had experience with that with folks on your team.
1: Well, I mean, I, the thing about what I do is I sometimes have kids that are very young in terms of maybe this is their first job. So I would say that sometimes it's okay that they want to move on only because, you know, there's only so much that we can do together and they want to move on. And they've taught me a lot. I've taught them a lot. So I wouldn't say that I'm in, I don't have that experience too much, but I know you do. So how do you handle that? Like, how do you, and- And then at what point do you know that it's difficult to keep them? Are they telling you that? Or do you see it by the way that they're performing? How do you know?
0: Yeah, so that's a good question. And a good attitude, by the way, that you have, you know, it's might be good for them to move on. Um, It, you know, I think that it has to work for both parties, right? So it has to work for you. It has to work for the employee. And I think the best, for me, the best approach has always been to be super transparent, like just to be really open about any performance issues or strengths, like good or bad. Just, and it's I, I'm not a big, like let's give feedback every single day kind of person. But I think having like regularly scheduled, whether it's monthly or quarterly or every six months, like sessions where you can kind of share what's working for you, what's not working for you, what's working for me, et cetera. Um, and that way you can at least get an inkling of, uh, you know, what they might be thinking, if they might be interested in something else and also uncover opportunities of maybe different things they could be doing on your team to grow. Like maybe they want to try something completely different that you would never have thought of them for. Um But I always think that, you know, you can kind of, you can give them all kinds of material incentives. So whether it's like, you know, doing retreats together or taking them out for dinner, or if there's a way to do cash bonuses or anything like that. But I really think that at the end of the day, it comes down to, do they love working for you? Do they respect you as an employer? Um, do they feel like they're being heard and valued and listened to and do they feel like there's a path for them? And so, you know, what you just said, like some of the folks who work with you, there may not be a path, right? Like they may have kind of fulfilled what you wanted them to do and there's not really anywhere else. They're not going to become the next Tara West. Um, but, you know, I think if you can create some sort of path, that's also a way to help retain them. Um you know another thing that i found it, actually more recently is helping the helping the team member to think about it as not just comp so you know they may not be that thrilled with the comp or you may not be able to give them a raise or or bonus or whatever but helping them to think about you know the broader story around their opportunity and their employment and kind of their direction and i think a lot of a lot of people who are a little younger get very focused on like today and what am I getting today? And what does my life look like today? And they lose sight of the fact that they're actually, if they can hang on a little longer, there may be a bigger opportunity, you know, down the road for them.
1: Yeah. So it was interesting today. I went to Madison Reed because they wanted to do my hair for social media. And the two people that worked there were so lovely and they were so happy. And they were younger and I said to them, you guys are so lovely to be around and you must really like your job because you're so happy. And they said they absolutely love their job and that they know that this is just a place to start, but that there's opportunity to grow and to learn about how to do hair more and all of these different things that they do there. And um, they're always being educated and then they're asked to educate. And I said, that is amazing. And you could just tell that even though they're young, there seems like there's so many opportunities for them to grow. And if anything, they're just going to walk out with a lot of experience. But they both said they loved their jobs.
0: That's great. I love that. And I love the fact that they got excited because they got to train other people. Like, I think that that's something to keep in mind is to, 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 to give someone an incentive to stay if they're motivated by responsibility. You don't have to give them a big promotion and a big raise and a brand new title and everything all at once. you can you can give them a little bit of extra extra responsibility and that could be training a new staff member. Um, it could be you know a special project. There are lots of ways to give them, Um, You know, something really meaty to work on that they may not have expected. That doesn't necessarily mean a big jump in pay or a big jump in title.
1: Right. My assistant um, before COVID, she was the one who was in charge of all the interns that worked for me. And she loved that because she felt like she was, you know, a little bit higher in terms of hierarchy in what we do. And she also had, it was a different responsibility than doing all of the things that we always do. She really liked that.
0: Yep, well, great. Well, I hope everybody out there is having good luck retaining their team members. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to us, please do so, we would love to hear from you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of
1: Shorts. Bermuda shorts, jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, beaded shorts, running shorts, board shorts.